We're joined uh, by Nick Worse, who's a member of the uh, Railroad Workers United, uh, I believe the uh, TD uh, Local 1473 over in uh, Massachusetts. Obviously, there's been a lot of national news over the, the strike and, and work conditions and the situation with pay. President Biden is you know, pushing Congress to intervene and make it illegal to strike and trying to force them to accept a contract that's not been good. You know, some fight to maybe get Congress to add uh, sick days uh, to the package. But Nick's going to tell us, you know, where do things really stand at the moment? And, you know, what do the American people need to understand and support? I think a good place to start just really quickly is what it's like to be a railroad worker. Um, and it's not good. <laughs> uh, it certainly maybe used to be better. But for, for railroad workers now, uh, it means long hours, uh, you know, some of the shortest being 12 hour shifts, being away from home, family, being on call, uh, 24, seven, 365, you know, working six, sometimes seven days straight. Um, and not knowing when, when you're, when you're going to work, uh, it means physical work in, in all weather conditions and everything like that. And recently, you know, it's and railroad work is one of the most dangerous jobs to begin yep. with besides long hours. Yep. Uh, you know, we stand a good chance of getting hurt on the job, but then you, you factor in long hours, understaffing, you know, exhaustion, exposure to, you know, who knows what in, uh, in our various kinds of work. Um, there's a lot of health risks and, and, and everything like that. Um, but this is also, you know, I think part of the reason why we feel so strongly right now is that it's been three years uh, since our last pay increase. We worked through the pandemic. We've had our jobs slashed, um, you know, down 30 percent. Um, we've gone through all of this and the the companies are kind of on the ropes. There's a lot of attention being paid to why things aren't getting delivered Um like they need to, you know, by the federal government, by, by businesses, everything like that. And, and sort of the eyes on the industry. And so this is, this is a big chance for us to try and, to try and fight for, you know, not just who's working right now, but also the potential uh, conditions for any future um, railroad workers. You know, you know, I was a community organizer in uh, Iowa in the late seventies um, and we used to have a lot of um, train derailments at the crossings because they, you know, they were not maintaining it, and it was a real big safety issue. Fortunately, out in Iowa, it was mainly dropping um, corn. But this is a, this is an industry which I believe is still making you know record profits, and also people hear this twenty four percent increase uh, in pay, but that's actually spread over five years, two or three years back, two years forward. You know, at a time when inflation is running, you know, five to eight right. percent. Uh, a, a year. So um, how do you solve some of these problems? Right. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, these, these, these are the class one freight railroads that we're talking about in terms of this, this, this contract. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. They've, they've transformed themselves into the darlings of wall street. They're massively profitable companies. Um, and a lot of that to do to, uh, this big transformation towards this model they called precision scheduled railroading, which is, it's a lot of fancy words for, you know, do more with less, uh, cut as much as you can, you know, in terms of 
a number of people employed, maintenance budgets, equip, you know, maintaining and upgrading equipment, all of that stuff, uh, and try to do more with it, try to move more freight with it, move longer trains, heavier trains. Um, and uh, it's worked out really well profit wise, but it hasn't worked out um, certainly for us, for the workers. Um, but also, you know, you mentioned derailments and things like that. There's a big focus right now on on safety because there's so many older you know railroaders who are retiring and and taking their experience with them and more and more the railroad is being staffed by people like me who are who are relatively new and who are thrown in with not very much training um and uh and things keep getting uh mistakes keep happening um and so you know so that's that's going to make everything, everything worse, right? Not better. So we have about five minutes left. I want to throw out a couple of points and you take a little bit longer to respond to them. Um, one of the issues is that the public ownership of the railroads, um, public ownership has been a big issue in New York state recently, um, but that's been more in the utilities and DSA has been winning a lot of elections. And I know you're, you're also active in the socialist movement. So how, how does that, you know, sort of all fit together. And then just, you know, what do you guys, j just repeat, what are the su suggestions in terms of like working conditions and also labor rights? Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch on that second one first because I think I think that's pretty important. Yeah, so so the key things that railroad workers want, we want, we want time off. Uh, we want more um, personal time off. We want sick time off, which most of us, depending on the craft, most of us don't have any sick time. We want to keep uh, our jobs. You know, the contract includes some language that attacks um, what, what we call extra boards um, in road service, um, which would not only mean less jobs for those of us who, who work off the extra board, um, but also uh, less scheduling protections for the road crews uh, that get staffed off of the extra board when somebody, somebody doesn't work for whatever reason. So we want that out of the contract. You know, there's health care premium increases that would by 2025 would be double what we're almost double what we're paying right now. You know, that's unacceptable. Um, and, and yeah, the pay increase, like you said, it doesn't keep up with inflation. It doesn't keep up with cost of living and it comes nothing close to keeping up with the corporate profits um, that they've made off of our backs. So those are the main things that railroaders are fighting for. You know, ultimately it's quality of life. We want this to be a job, not a life. You know, we want this to, to be something that we, we can walk away from at the end of the day and, and go home to our families and, and friends and things like that and not be living, you know, 24 seven under the thumb of the companies. Um, just touching on the, on the public ownership question. Yeah. So you mentioned I'm, I'm a member of railroad workers United, which is a, um, it's not a union, but it's a it's an organization made up of members from all the different railroad um, unions um, fighting for, you know, solidarity and democracy and rank and file power in our unions. Um, and we recently adopted a, a um, resolution calling for public ownership of the railroads. And you mentioned I'm active in the socialist movement. I'm a member of the independent socialist group um, in Worcester, Massachusetts. And yeah, I think, quite frankly, What's become very, very clear is the depth of the crisis of railroads. Um, this is, you know, in a, in a weird, twisted way, Biden's right that uh, uh, a 
a rail strike would be devastating. Of course, it's the fault of the companies that we've gotten to this point. Um, and he's thinking in terms of profits. He doesn't actually care about whether goods are delivered or if they get where they need to go. He's ca he cares about profits. But uh, he's right. You know, clean drinking water is purified by chemicals that come, you know, through the railroads. Food is delivered through the railroads. Massive amounts of raw materials and everything like that. Uh, so fertilized. Nick, we, we only got about the railroads. We only so, have about a minute to go. So if you so want I'll, to sum I'll up just, this point, and then what yeah. if people want to express their opinion. You know, what are the things you hope they might say, but also how do they go and express their opinion in a minute? Yeah. So just just really quickly, all that the movement of these essential goods and people is too important to be left in the hands of people who are only concerned about profit. Um, that needs to be uh, decisions regarding that kind of stuff needs to be taken on some sort of basis of need and public interest and not on on profit or uh, investment banking. Um so just, yeah, lastly, hopefully people will support us. Um, if there are picket lines in your area, um, those workers are going to need your support if it comes to a strike. Um, uh, and and uh, when it comes to what Congress is doing right now, hopefully people can make their opinions known that um, no workers, uh, not even just railroad workers, but no workers should have any kind of contract shoved down their throat by, by the government. It's We have a right to decide um, and a right to exercise uh, um, our, our collective power however we choose to. Um, and that shouldn't be taken away from us. We want to thank uh, Nick Wirtz, um, member of Railroad Workers United, for joining us. And this has been um, Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.